Hi, my friends. This is Charlie O'Shields back again with another episode of Sketching Stuff. While I adore traveling to new places, I'm equally entranced by the idea of virtual travel. The kind of travel that happens in our minds when we reflect on memories and moments that have made an impact in our lives. My sketching journey has provided me with all sorts of these moments, so I'm sharing just a few of them with you now in this episode. There are millions of dreams that I still chase in my mind, but I'm happy to be living one of them today. Writing and sketching each day has definitely enriched my life. And I believe that when you take the time to create something and pursue it with all of your passion, life always gets much more rewarding in the process. Life would be terribly dull if it was just filled with all those things that we feel like we have to do. So whether you have found your favorite creative outlet or are still in search of it, then I hope that my stories will inspire you to chase those dreams. I personally know that I feel very thankful each and every day that I decided to go on a sketching journey. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. My first travel journal. Today I was looking through a packed box that I haven't opened in years and ran across an old journal, pen, and a travel clock. The clock was a find at an antique store and I thought it was rather fun, but the journal isn't that old at all. It was from a trip to Portugal and Spain that I took back in 2003. It was entirely written words, and as ever, I could barely make out what I'd scrawled in my terrible handwriting. Thankfully, the words in this journal have already been transcribed into digital form, but I didn't even realize I still had the physical journal. I wasn't sketching at the time, so not a single image appears on those pages. It would have been wonderful to see something visual as well, like my daily posts. But it would be 12 years later before I would pick up my pen to draw and play with watercolor. In truth, I used to travel much more, both personally and for work, but before I ever started sketching. This is why I didn't really become an urban sketcher and chose instead to journal about moments from the past. It's a way of recapturing the memories I might have made were I sketching at the time. But it was fun to sketch something from life today and that brought back so many wonderful memories. When I showed Philippe the travel clock, he got very animated and said, my grandmother had the same one. Then after a few beats, he looked at me and said, you didn't buy this new, did you? I'm a bit older, but not by that much. Yet it was fun to see him enjoying a memory from my find as well. I glanced through the journal, picking out words as I went. Much of my writing style has remained the same, but it's matured a bit over the years. That said, it's still always a stream of consciousness and not edited. But I guess even that gets a bit better with practice. The journal wasn't even full, however, which is a definite change today. My towering stack of sketchbooks are completely filled with various watercolors, and there are more than 1,300 written journal entries now on doodlewash.com. It will be over 1400 when World Watercolor Month returns in July. So when I thumb through this journal and see my intention of wanting to write daily slowly dissolve over time, I'm enheartened to know that I finally figured out a way to do it that works for me. 
That clock is still present in my daily offerings. It's not there to wake me up for the next day of travel, as in the past, but to tell me that I only have a few moments left to sketch and write what I've made for the day. As weird as it seems, I rather enjoy that. If I had all the time in the world, I would take it and do nothing at all. But give me a limited time and I can make the impossible happen. Procrastination is a badge that many creative people wear with pride. What I love today is that what I do has become a fun routine. Something I don't worry or fret about having time to do, but something I enjoy so much that I can't imagine not doing it one day. Sure, perhaps someday in the future I might pause for a few days or move on to something else. It's not impossible. But today, it feels completely impossible, and that makes my heart smile bigger than it ever has before. I'm thrilled to make my little coloring pages each day and let my mind wander and type what it wants. Someday, I'll look back on everything I've collected here and feel so grateful to have captured a life so full it would be impossible to remember it fully. I'll thumb through these digital pages and be able to reminisce and enjoy those moments again, like that time I found my first travel journal. School Bus Days A prompt of public transportation once took me back in time to the very first kind I ever experienced. Riding on a school bus was a way to travel to school, of course, but it was also a way to experience travel in the form of a field trip. This was when you got to leave school with incredibly brave teachers who decided to take on the awesome responsibility of escorting a large group of little kids through various public spaces. There are many bits about grade school itself that have escaped my memory, but I remember every field trip. It was so much fun to travel away from the classroom and experience new places. I've never really enjoyed a classroom setting and always got a bit fidgety most of the time. The explorer in me didn't like sitting still that long, and the rebel in me didn't like being told what to do next. So a field trip was a real gift where I could wander, observe, and learn in my own unique way. We traveled to museums, and there would always be my favorite. It was so much fun to learn about different cultures and stories from the past. Each time I see a school bus today, it takes me back to those memories. What strikes me today is that all of those field trips from my youth took place in the same city I was living in. So many times Philippe and I chat about all of the places we'd like to go next, but I have to stop and ask myself if we've truly explored our own city fully. I've taken him to see many of the places I enjoy, but there are still places that I haven't been to since I was a kid. There's a term called staycation that was apparently coined in 2005 by a Canadian comedian. This refers to enjoying a vacation while only doing things that can be done within a close driving distance from your own home without the need for a hotel and overnight stay. Since Philippe and I prefer to be at home most all of the time, it's got me thinking that we should start to plan a few field trips in the future. Something unusual and unique to mix things up a bit. As we dream of exotic locations, it's actually quite possible to experience something entirely new by simply taking a different route to work or setting out on a short road trip. A chance to see things that are normally skipped over and that attempt to see something one thinks must certainly be much more grand. 
Though I may have been fidgeting when trapped in a classroom setting, in truth, I'm rather easily amused. It really doesn't take that much to ignite my enthusiasm or imagination. I just love seeing things that are new to me in the moment and getting to enjoy something that's just a bit different than the usual fare. As artists, I think it's important to walk a different path whenever possible. There are amazing things to discover around every corner. As I get older, I find myself falling into various bits of routine. I no longer have teachers taking me on field trips, so it's up to me to create those moments. Simple little journeys that don't cost a lot of money and take a lot of effort. Just a willingness to pause that comfortable routine for a moment and try something a bit new. As a child, doing so would always require a permission slip, but I realize now that as an adult, I still need one. I need to stop and give myself permission to do something that's not simply the next thing on my to-do list. Something fun and random that shakes life up a bit and makes each little moment even more special, like those remarkable times I enjoyed during my school bus days. The perfect travel bag. I often like writing about travel memories from trips taken in the past to travels taking place right in the moment. And when it comes to travel, I'm definitely one who likes to pack light and not deal with a bunch of luggage. Just one modestly sized suitcase for my check luggage and this little bag with essentials to bring onto the plane. I found this Jake Spade bag years ago and it was the perfect size, so I've never found anything to replace it. I'm not sure if it was popular because its diminutive size genuinely qualifies it as a man purse, but I love it. It joined me on business trips, visiting beaches, and traveling all over Europe, so the bag itself brings back wonderful memories every time I look at it. Even though this one is small, it holds my sketchbook, iPad mini, phone, and entire watercolor sketching studio, with a pocket in the back to slide in my passport and tickets. Its wonderfully colored bright orange interior, primarily there for a fun look, is actually awesome because you can easily see everything inside, or locate a pencil that rolled to the bottom. I nearly had buyer's remorse when I bought this as this bag doesn't come cheap, but after 10 years later, it looks gently worn. But this makes me happy as I don't need a large bag to prove I'm manly. I just want my little bag to carry all my essentials around without weighing me down. When this little bag came with me on my previous journeys, I hadn't yet picked up a fountain pen or even thought about painting with watercolor. So I was excited a few years ago to take it to Paris with me and transport all of my sketching supplies for the first time ever. Truth be told, even prior to that trip, I'd actually brought a sketchbook to Paris before, but I never even opened it. I guess I was just waiting for watercolor to spark my creative urges. That's what happens when you find something you truly love. Whether it's finally finding the perfect medium for you or sporting a tiny man purse, that is likely out of fashion, but still the perfect travel bag for making wonderful new memories. Those good old analog days. Years ago, when I was a kid, 
Photos had to be taken with an actual camera containing film and phones had cords on them. While it's certainly convenient that these days we can just snap a picture with our phones, those old days of analog are still a really wonderful memory for me. The, this particular camera I had sketched is actually from the late 50s and is a Brownie 127 which ranks among the most popular cameras ever made by Kodak. Other models continued through the 60s until the line was eventually discontinued. Putting a fresh roll of film in the camera, one would start winding and winding until the little arrows appeared, then dots, and finally the coveted number one, letting you know that it's ready to take that first shot. It was quite a process to get to that first photo back then. And even after shooting an entire roll of film, there was no immediate gratification, as you had to wait for the film to be developed to see what appeared there. This was all part of the lovely experience. Reliving each moment again together much later with those little physical trophies of that awesome family trip you just enjoyed. I've always loved photography and used to enjoy working in a darkroom during college and developing my own photos. It was strange and almost creepy being in a room with just a red light peering through an enlarger to get just the right crop. The smell was intoxicating in a quite literal way versus the more pleasant form of the word. It truly stunk, but dunking those white sheets of paper into the tubs of liquid and watching as an image slowly formed there was amazing. It's not terribly different than watching pools of watercolor swirl about on paper and waiting to see what happens as the paint begins to dry. I loved photography for this, but when it became fully digital I began to lose interest a bit, with those various attempts at trying analog once more. But without a darkroom, I felt like I was missing the fun part. My first blog was a photo blog called Always Curious, and I've donated every photo from that one on doodlewash.com as free reference photos for artists and writers. These days, you'll of course find me painting with watercolor instead. It's a joy to be once again staring at a blank sheet of paper waiting for an image to appear. And though some people plan out their paintings, mine are always a bit of a surprise to me. I just jump in and start sketching and then grab a brush and race to the finish. This is partly due to my notorious impatience, but it's also because I just think it's really fun that way. No pressure about messing up or fear of ruining a great sketch. I don't stop long enough to judge if the sketch is actually any good at all. When it comes to daily practice, I think this is an important approach. There's plenty of time to judge the work after the fact, but getting lost in the process is key to always enjoying it. I would be terrified to sketch each day if I thought everything had to be perfect or turn out in a particular way. So instead, I approach it like my photography years ago, by simply getting lost in the act of making images and then waiting for the memories to develop on paper, like those good old analog days. My favorite book. My all-time favorite book is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Actually, I enjoyed all five of the books by Adams and what he referred to as the increasingly inaccurately named Hitchhiker's Trilogy. In broad strokes, the books follow the misadventures of the last surviving human, Arthur Dent, just after the unfortunate demolition of Earth in order to make way for a hyperspace bypass. The guide in the book is a sort of e-book that pre-imagines Google years before it was founded. But unlike Google, it has the friendly and helpful words, don't panic, on its cover. 
According to the guide, a towel is just about the most massively useful thing any interstellar hitchhiker can carry. The books are absurd and brilliant, which is why I loved every one of them so much. The first book in the series was published in 1979, but not until 1980 here in the States, and more followed throughout the 80s and into the early 90s. I remember being excited for the release of the latest book as I loved the style of writing. It was conversational and witty and didn't seem to be overly crafted. It made me want to be a writer, and as I started college, I would begin as an English major. I remember one class vividly that I loved, mostly because the teacher was so enthusiastic and seemed to genuinely want to be there. I was assigned a project to write a short children's allegory and ended up getting carried away and came up with 16 handwritten chapters of a book. She smiled at me kindly, as you might a pet, and suggested I simply turn in my favorite chapter. I found the pages years later and decided to finish and publish it. Not because it was all that amazing, but simply because it felt good to complete something I'd started. Thinking back to those days, though, I'm pretty happy with how everything turned out. I may not have become a best-selling author like in my dreams, but I've had some amazing adventures. And through it all, I have to say that don't panic is probably the best advice I'd ever received. No matter what life tends to throw my way, I've always remembered this sage advice. It's how I approach every new doodle wash in my sketchbook, even when I've chosen something perfectly difficult to sketch. And it's how I've always approached life in general as well. So if you're starting a new journey or contemplating doing something that you've never tried before, just go for it and enjoy the adventure that comes next. Don't panic. And if you think of it, remember to bring a towel. Taking the road less traveled. When it comes to travel, any journey down a new road will often do. For today, I took a journey down the road of a fast and loose watercolor sketch to see what might happen. This is what happened. In many ways, sketching with watercolor is always a journey down a new road. It's never quite the same, and no matter how many techniques you learn and hope to employ, there are always magnificent surprises. This is why watercolor continues to enthrall me each and every day. I don't approach it in a classical style, tending to work wet on dry, wet on wettish, never letting anything quite dry fully, and quickly doing whatever comes to mind in the moment as I paint and sketch. For me, that's what transports me to new places. It's entirely all of the fun. Were I to adopt a specific approach, there would be the pesky issue of possibly being wrong. There's no fun in that. Instead, I approach each day like I'm a child eagerly grabbing for a new crayon. So results will vary, and yet each little doodle wash still manages to exude my own personal style. Man, it's fun to paint each and every day, and I hope all of you will continue to join me. I've always had a thing for little roads and paths that seem uncharted. While traveling in a car with my parents when I was young, I would ask them to turn down any little road that I saw. They didn't, of course, but I was so intrigued by what might just be beyond the horizon. A rambling trail of a road that seemed to head into something mysterious. 
These days we have GPS to tell us precisely where we are and what's around us. Back then there was nothing that clever to guide us. It was just bits of impulse combined with bits of instinct that could lead us through a trail or wooded area. In many ways, I still prefer this approach. I don't want to be so obsessed with where I'm trying to go that I forget to truly experience every little bit along the way. In life and art, the journey isn't part of the experience, it's the entire experience. Every little epiphany and each incredible discovery is the entire point of this ride we call life. Destinations are overrated. They are places we already know what the outcome will be. To me, the thrill is the journey itself, taking steps forward to reveal the next piece in the puzzle. In truth, my pursuit of the journey often leads me to do everything in a weirdly different way. Doodle Wash, as for example, while generally adhering to many website principles, veers wildly off course each time I show up. I don't talk to you about art supplies and watercolor techniques as one should rightfully expect from someone in this niche. That's simply because my fellow artists are far more fabulous at doing so, and so I choose to feature them instead. You'll still find the content you expect on the site, but then you'll find yours truly almost defiantly showing up to simply sketch and write about anything at all. My role in all of this is simply to inspire and remind you to be true to yourself. There are a million rules in the world that can feel a bit stifling and limit your creativity. Don't get me wrong, we do live in a robotic world where algorithms rule and doing things by prescription will usually succeed in sending your post to the top of the list. Do a bit of that, but never let it overtake your creativity. There are still people out there who crave real and original content written by and for humans. So I hope you'll also follow your own unique creative spirit and inspire ours by maybe just sometimes taking the road less traveled. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. Bye.